charismatics versus cessationist. I always butcher that word, but I think that's how you say that. Folks who don't believe that the gifts are for today. Um, this is such a contentious topic, and oftentimes we take people from the most fringe of the two. Uh, Father, Son, Holy Bible camp, which is like completely like God can't do nothing. Yeah. And then we take people from like everything is God. <laughs> everything is God. Your feelings are God. Your dreams are God. Mm. Every conversation is God. But what I appreciate about this, and I, uh, they, they've put out a couple of versions of this movie already. I think this is, I think they're on part three, technically, is that they actually got with reasonable, credible charismatics. Mm. Dr. Michael Brown is in this. They got with scholars. Oh, so it's not just like the loonies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's some solid folks that are that are in this. So with ready, you know, our three major economic engines. Pause it. So out the rip, what do they jump into? Redding, California. What's in Redding, California? Let me know if you guys know what's in Redding, California. Methamphetamine, you know, marijuana, the drug culture, and then Bethel Church. Really? Yep. I've been in Redding a lot of times. I didn't know Bethel was in Redding. Bethel was in Redding, and and that and, their, and that's their economy. Drugs, tourists, and Bethel. Wow. <laughs> Bethel Church is known globally. People come to Bethel from all over the nation and the world for healing. They say that the, the anointing is stronger here. A couple who attends Bethel Megachurch in Redding is getting national attention for asking Christians to pray for the resurrection of their two-year-old daughter who died unexpectedly. We have a biblical precedent. Jesus raised the dead. So I went to the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, uh, did three years there, so it's a three-year program. The leaders of this movement claim to be apostles, prophets with extraordinary authority, miraculous powers. Some people locally call it the Christian Hogwarts. They charge tuition to teach you how to use or even receive the gifts of the Spirit. They are part of a movement called the New Apostolic Reformation. This is it. Real quick. So uh, that was Costi Hinn, Benny Hinn's nephew. Yeah. Okay, so that's really interesting. So they're, ju they're jumping in feet first, right, into the... Bethel crowd. Now, if you guys don't know, I'm not a big fan of Bethel. So they go into this new apostolic reformation. Okay. Now, the interesting thing about this new apostolic reformation is sometimes this just becomes like a slippery slope and it's the guilty by association fallacy. How do I know? Because I've been accused of being a part of the new apostolic reformation, which is utter insanity. Now, I got, I definitely got friends that are really into Bill Johnson and, and Bethel, but what you guys don't know is I argue with those people about Bill Johnson and Bethel. Mm, <laughs> I actually might be yeah. bringing them on soon to have some of these arguments. Um, so it's interesting they go into this. So let's 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 go ahead and play. It's basically a conspiracy theory. Yeah, the NAR is a real thing. It's not a conspiracy theory. The way it is described doesn't exist. I see an unbelievable hypercriticism. Shout this out to Dr. Michael Brown. So this guy's saying it's conspiracy theory. Other people are saying it's not a conspiracy theory. This is back and forth. And so it's like, what does this even mean? Is anybody that's charismatic now that believes in the gifts of the spirit a part of the NAR? What are we saying? Because that's it kind of feels that way. Anyone that believes in prophecy or tongues is NAR. Now, I don't believe in modern day apostles, to be clear. I don't think I, I don't I, I honestly refuse to use that title with people that yeah. identify as apostles. Do I think people have apostolic gifts? Yeah. And I think some of them are church planters and I think others of them help sprout up church movements. But I'm not calling anybody apostle so and so personally. That's just that's just the time on one. But I've been lumped in with these folks. Heresy theory was adopted by heresy hunting evangelicals. Endless people damning us to eternal hell fire. Mm. I mean, here I am as an apologist, finding myself confused by this movement. My own home church uh, was decimated by NAR teaching and the church never really fully recovered from that. I'm painted as a leader in NAR and I don't believe any of those things. We've seen a lot of pain come out of this movement. It was the first time I feel like I truly understood the gospel. 
I was sold such a cheap bill of goods. This movement impacts Christianity at every fundamental doctrine of the faith. Standing in the office of the prophet of God. I'm so happy Dr. Michael Brown's a part of this because you guys are using, you guys are using Kenneth Copeland and Bill Johnson as the representation. Like, I, you know, and so I'm glad they actually got like reasonable charismatics yeah. into this. Whether an individual is a prophet. I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. I had to come to the terms that I was not a prophet and I was also a false prophet. Ah. This is the sash that I received uh, the night I was released as an apostle. So if somebody were to say to you in the ancient world, I'm an apostle, the immediate question would be, well, who sent you? When a church changes its leadership structure to apostles and prophets, what follows is all this aberrant theology behind it. She came up, you know, manifesting her laughter, <laughs> acting intoxicated. Whoa. This goes back to April of 1993 when Rodney Howard Brown was visiting the Carpenters Church in Lakeland, Florida. <laughs> He's also known Pause as... It. Now, by the way, I've been a part of a charismatic church for a very long time. I have never seen this goofy stuff. Never in my life seen uh, being slayed in the spirit and you're laughing. That's some that's some weird, that's some weird haunting your dreams. I don't know stuff. what this is. This is not this is not Calvary Chapel. This is not any churches that I've been to or been around or been a part. I've never seen this. is This is this is whack wackiness. You know what I mean? Keep going. Father of holy laughter. And the holy If you were to be in the immediate presence of Christ, you, you wouldn't have a laughing revival. Do you not know our history? There's incidences of it happening under Finney, first and second Great Awakening. This happened when Pentecost came to Canada. A bizarre religious phenomenon called the Toronto Blessing. This is when you go to catch the fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit. There was laughter, there was joy, there was drunkenness in the Spirit. There's no biblical precedent for being drunk in the Holy Spirit. These things are not novel. And that made the Toronto Blessing incredibly controversial, even within charismatic circles. Yeah, yep, 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 yes, yes. The Brownsville Revival was the most sacred, glorious work I've ever been a part of in, in my life. We are not just bad people, we are sinners. Every single night, Jesus was exalted in worship. And until you realize you're a sinner, you will not realize you need a savior. Every single night, calling for repentance from sin. But revivalism is when man tries to manufacture that at any moment. Pause it. So Dr. Michael Brown is saying, look, when, when we experienced revival, it was very different than with this packaging of revivalism. Mm. is presenting, which I, I would agree with, you know? Go ahead. Revival could come. Bring revival! Revival is just around the corner. You're constantly chasing after it. And so I thought, well, I don't want to miss the next revival. And what if it comes in a manner that we're not used to seeing and we miss it? Pastors orchestrated first revival. You cannot plan a revival any more than you can plan a hurricane. And this thing just kind of ah. spread all over the world. I remember in 1996, we had guys from Toronto come to India. And so in Mumbai, we had something called Catch the Fire. Bill Johnson says he caught the fire and he came back to ready. I believed it was God, so I'm taking the seatbelts off. I'm jumping head first. I was ready. I had my hands up. I was like, today's the day. I'm about to fall out in the spirit. Here it goes. And they hit my stomach and nothing happens. And I'm like, do it again. Do I think some people got in the flesh? Let's get the fun back into church. I thought this is the Holy Spirit. And this is how he moves. More Lord. The Bible says, but the fruit of the spirit is self-control. <laughs> now, again, I'm a charismatic, and I agree with Vadi Bakum. <gasps> See, a sensationalist. Mm -hmm. Pretty, I, I'm fairly certain of that. Okay. But I'm not 100 percent sure. So, go ahead. What is the source of these experiences? Do I think some of the manifestations was not of God? God wouldn't do that. Why would God do that? And it felt like a bolt of electricity hit me in the chest. Not just me, the two ushers with me. It was as though a thousand volts of electricity is going through me. Pause it. Now, now, now that's, that's... 
as someone that's experienced the Holy Spirit in this whole thing, it does not feel like bolts of electricity. I don't know what why are we using this sort of language? I don't know what what where is this stuff coming from, but uh it makes for a good animation. Bolts of electricity, bro. If bolts of electricity hit you, you would be dead. You'd be fried, son. If you were in the pre- if you were actually in the presence of God, like I don't know, man. I thank God for the blood of Jesus. You know what I mean? And and, oh, yeah. and, and, and the Holy Spirit. Um, but this is this this is again, is this a character or are we having good faith conversations? I think it's 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 good that this conversation's happening. Go ahead. I took one step in the fire tunnel. I felt an overwhelming sense of fear. Do I think some of the manifestations was actually demonic? Yes, 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 yes. And as soon as she pulls her hand away whoa, from me. Whoa! 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 This is a sickness <laughs> of the highest order. <laughs> this man said he thought some of the manifestations of the spirit were demonic. Yikes. If y'all's manifest manifestations are getting confused with demons. Yikes. Sus. Go ahead. She looked at me and she says, you have unforgiveness in your heart. What we really are doing is we're manipulating people. Mm. Did it have its issues? 100%. But the fruit of what God did in Toronto is evident globally. And I can point to hundreds if not thousands of testimonies of the amazing things, including my own life, that God did through Toronto. If you want to see the real power of God unleashed, it's not in fake signs and wonders. The real power of God is the gospel. John G. Lake is presented as being this phenomenal healer credited with hundreds of thousands of healings, miracles, visions, prophecies. I said, God, would you give me the mantle of William Branham? I was born and raised in the Branham message cult following. This was a movement that was not of God in any way, shape, or form. It's been said that those who are cessationists believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Scripture. And we've essentially ruled out the role and function of the Holy Spirit. Mm. But nothing could be farther from the truth. I absolutely believe that God still physically heals people today. I believe God can do miracles. I believe he will do miracles. But only when it is his sovereign will to do so. He's already Pause revealed. It. And again, as a charismatic, I say the same thing. And mm. these are the conversations I have with my folks at Bethel. It's yeah. like, no, you don't just demand and decree and assume God wants to heal everybody. Like you're Peter out here. Yeah, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Go ahead. Well, his will is to heal everyone. But his there's goal, something about here. Pause it. His goal is to heal everyone. His goal is to heal everyone. Do you understand how incongruent that sounds when there's people in your church that don't get healed? Christ is the ascended king. He has triumphed. We share in that triumph. That doesn't mean that we stand in front of graves and call people out of their graves. The book of Acts is not given to us to attempt to reenact. The real question is, what is normative? My guest has raised 37 people from the dead. Where's you be, yeah, you better have some evidence for that. <laughs> that, better, that better come with some receipts. You A heart, a heart monitor? This Something. better be in the hospital. Medical records. Yeah. Go ahead. Proof of this. I do know people who raised more people from the dead than Jesus did. Jesus didn't do miracles to show us what God could do. Jesus' statement is not that hard to understand. Greater means greater. And the works he referred to are signs and wonders. He didn't perform miracles to show what he could do. It's meant to make you think that you are at the same level of Jesus. Oh. What he did, I can do. He oh. to illustrate what a human being could do. He performed miracles. Yeah, buddy. Yikes. To show what you can do. And the more that happens through Christians, it doesn't detract from what Jesus did. Christ is unique. It brings glory to the main work that he did. They can't duplicate these miracles no matter how hard they try. Maybe we're not reading the New Testament correctly. I would say one of the greatest sins is the church just sitting in a pew, building this, and not actually going and doing what Jesus actually did. Mm. And not going to the poor, the sick, the needy, and the broken. Everybody skips over those verses. 
apostolic anointing, and so we just rip it right out of the ground. We just suck it right off his dead bones in Jesus' name. <clears throat> now, you, pause it. Did you hear about this? What was this? So Bethel never officially sanctioned this, but there's all kinds of weird stuff that happens that they don't officially sanction, but that ha that kind of comes from there. This is called grave soaking. <gasps> These folks would go to the graves of highly anointed believers, and they would want their anointing by laying on their graves and asking God to give them their anointing. This is a sickness of the highest order. Ah, eh? uh, that's horrible. Cessationists, for example, to be concerned about adopting new age and or pagan and occult practices. So as an apostolic team with the authority that God's given to us, they really believe they're apostles and they believe they have apostolic authorities. We decree and declare that racism will end. That was your your wizard when they went the Gandalf yeah, with the Gandalf. <laughs> They, de they declared and decreed that racism would end. This is right after George Floyd. Oh. And they did a decree and a declaration that racism was going to be over. And then there was like months and months and months and months and months of riots and all kinds of crazy stuff that happened and fraud. And yeah, go ahead. From the Lord of the Rings. Do you feel like you backed into a boring, dead form of Christianity when you moved out of the NAR movement? No, if anything, I came to life. Hmm. How was I so prideful? How was I so entitled? I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I will come, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Good to see you. Good to see you too. So, stationist, continuationist, yes. best buddies, tell the people how it happened, I guess. This isn't about Pentecostalism versus Reformed theology. This is about misrepresenting something beautiful and edifying and sovereignly given by the Holy Spirit. It's good. It's good, man. This is why I say I'm a charismatic with a seatbelt. And the seatbelt, that seatbelt's the word of God. Scripture says that God hates unequal weights and measures. And, and that's what grieves me as I see some of this trailer. I know there's an attempt to be balanced, but I could make a whole documentary of all those that came out of cessationist churches and had their spiritual life totally transformed when they came into the things of the spirit, the power of the spirit, churches Oops. that were totally transformed. And I could do a whole documentary about those that, that left charismatic Pentecostal churches and, and left some of these spiritual movements and went into cessationist church or reformed church and, and their faith became bankrupt and they fell away from the Lord. Oops. I could do a video about that. I could blast seminaries and say there are seminaries where you have to pay money to learn how to preach the word of God or how to pastor a church or how to study the Bible. I mean, we've got to be careful when we caricature and paint certain pictures. Yep. You want to know who the real Bill Johnson is? Watch the sermon he preached after losing his wife to cancer after years of praying for a healing. Friends, it's important. We come Pause with it. equal... Now, that's, a, that's an interesting point Dr. Michael Brown makes. Mm. You want to know who the real Bill Johnson is? Watch the sermon he preached after he lost his wife to cancer. Now, I, now I'm actually curious. You know, I'm actually curious. But Dr. That's Michael Brown... video. Huh? That's that might be tomorrow's video. video. I, don't, I don't want to talk about this man. <laughs> I knew you would say we also have to acknowledge some of the goofy stuff that this man has said. Someone said, Ruslan, you're not a charismatic, you're just a continuationist. I think I'm both. As a char charismatic, charismatics pray for healing. Charismatics believe we can hear from God. Charismatics believe God can do miracles. What do continuations believe? Continuationists just believe that God is continuing to move now, here and now. Right. So, that, that's so just... I guess I guess you could be like a distinct, but I think like I think Calvary Chapel was charismatic. Maybe they would just discard them as as continuationists. Mm. You know, I don't know. Uh, I would say you're a charismatic with a small seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> with the with the 1950 joints that like go over just, your waist, just a, yeah. just a waist over joint, little airplane seatbelt, <laughs> just a little airplane seatbelt. You know, it's nice and loose. No, I would definitely say I believe that the spirit moves and is active. I believe people can pray in tongues. I believe God can use people to prophesy. Mm. I believe in all that stuff.
I don't think a charismatic has to be into all this weird jumping on the floor and laughing for Jesus nonsense. I think they are, though. You think that you think all continuation is into that? I mean, great charismatics into that? I don't think so. My church is charismatic. The movement is charismatic. Yeah. People go for prayer, all that kind of stuff. No one does this weirdo stuff. Hmm. We don't do this stuff. I would need to know these definitions more, but you I, I would I would need I definitely to think you like I think you like holding a charismatic title mm-hmm. so that you can help the charismatics out without being weirdos. Probably. I think I think your church is more charismatic and you, and the things that are like actually charismatic and not continuationist, you you actually are like like Ugh, bye. You go like, oh, come I'm on, definitely guys. skeptical. Like, I'm not <laughs> a big fan I mean. of like flags. You know what I'm saying? That's very continuation. I'm not a big you. fan of flags. In Dr. Michael Brown's uh, books, Playing with Holy Fire, he outlines how the charismatic church hides some of its problems under the cloak of the Holy Spirit, and there's a lack of accountability. I would agree with that. I do think there's a difference between charismatics and charismania. Yeah. Charismatics will say, hey, come to the front if you need prayer. Mm-hmm. Come to the front if you need healing. Come to the front if you need if you need prayer. And someone might get a prophetic word. That's mm. charismatic. Charismania is a lot of what was shown in this in this documentary. I think there is a difference. I still don't see the difference. Continuation: someone who believes the gifts of the Spirit continue today and never see. Yes, is that what charismatics also believe? Char- all charismatics are continuationists, Uh-oh. but not all continuationists are charismatic. Okay, so what do continuations continuationists believe that charismatics <clears throat> don't? I don't know. That's what we got to figure out. Okay, or yeah. If you believe speaking around. in tongues, you are charismatic. Yeah, I believe in speaking in tongues. It's absolutely great that they did uh, different perspectives. And I know Remnant Radio does a good job of addressing this. Thank you for pointing that out, Joel. I feel like they have really good conversations. I think these are good conversations to have. And I'm down to have these conversations. Like I said, I have a buddy that's like really on the charismania. And and we just had a conversation about this. I sent him Mike Winger's latest video. And I was like, bro, are you like you co-signed some of this stuff with Bethel and a New Age? And we had a really good back and forth. And so I think he's going to come on. Um, and talk about some of this stuff with oh, me. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, we're not going to say his name. Our boy. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, NAR churches believe, NAR, NARs believe churches should be headed by apostles that have no accountability to a church board of denominations and apostles and prophets usually team up. Yeah, I would absolutely reject that idea. I think there should be elders and deacons in all churches. Not a fan of uh, lack of accountability and leadership. So yes, I totally reject that. Um, but shout out to everybody who thinks I'm NAR because I got friends that are apparently are NAR or I got, I'm friendly with people who are friendly with NAR. No. <laughs> Guilty by association fallacy. I tell you what, man. All right, guys, I appreciate y'all, man. Consider partnering with us on Patreon for only $5 a month to keep us independent and working and answering only to you guys. We will be back tomorrow. I'll see you guys later. All right, peace.